What's up, everyone? Welcome back to NFL Only here on Spark Talk, and today we have our Week 12 recap. But first, we have some news. Wyatt, what's up? All right, so our first bit of news is, I kind of want to get your thoughts on this. Because uh, we, we've seen uh, Vince McMahon do this with WWE and everything. Uh, he blocked Josh Johnson from, like, kind of going to the NFL and playing for Detroit. Uh, I just want to get your thoughts on that. Like, um, I, I I don't I don't know what to think of it because I know he's trying to build his brand up. So why would you why do you want to make yourself look like a developmental mm. uh, league in a sense? Where yeah, just, yeah, because you don't want your guys to be like, oh well, I'm gonna go cherry pick the, the better players out of this league so you have worse players. I get that, um, and I look. I mean, if if he had signed if he signed a contract and he is like you know you know, contractually obligated to a team, then, yeah. He should, I mean, Vince McMahon and them and the XFL has a right to uh, keep Josh Johnson. And Josh Johnson's not a bad quarterback, which is why the Lions are trying to sign him. Like, I mean, he came in and played pretty well last year, I thought, for the Redskins. And for not um, playing in, like, six years. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so, I don't blame Vince McMahon for trying to keep him over in the XFL. Yeah, we've seen him do this with the uh, WWE where, like, he... Keeps people under contract when they want to go to like other promotions, and he's let them leave. Mm-hmm. So we've seen it be like more, I think, malicious in a sense. But I don't think this is more malicious. I think it's more you're trying to take our best players, and we're, we're not going to let you do that. Yeah, type of thing. I agree. So it's it's worth seeing him work from like the bottom here. Yeah. So it is. All right. So we'll. Yeah, because he really is kind of like the lower guy in the totem pole right now. Because NFL is. Way more superior than the XFL probably ever will be. Mm-hmm. So we'll move to Garrett done after the year, probably. Do you think so? Jason Garrett? Uh, do you think he's done after the year? It just depends on what Jerry Jones wants to do. If he wants to actually get better, if he wants to stay average. Look, I think Jason Garrett's a good coach. Mm-hmm. Or he's an average coach. Like, he's going to get, he's going to win you games you're supposed to. And he may or may not win games that are hard. That's what it comes down to. Well, the Cowboys always finish everywhere, you know, anywhere from like six to six to nine wins. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, sometimes he wins those games. You're like, oh well, maybe Jason Garrett's starting to get better, and then he loses the same game. Uh, it's just Jerry Jones likes to have that control, mm-hmm. right? Jerry Jones likes to have a, a yes man that will allow him to do whatever he wants. His son Stephen Jones, I don't think is like that, and I think Stephen Jones is tr- starting to realize, like, look. Like we got to get somebody in here that can coach, that can get these guys going, that can that can I utilize think, all the talent we have on this team. I think uh, Jerry Jones is realizing that he he can't if he wants to see enough Super Bowl before he uh, passes away. I think he's realizing that he needs somebody like a Bill Belichick. Mm-hmm. I think because there's no reason he brings up those comments and then he brings up uh, even though there was like two horrific calls in that game that. I think maybe ultimately cost Dallas the game in momentum. He brings up the coaching again, which I don't I don't mind because coaching has been an issue for ten years for them. Yeah. Uh this team probably should have won a Super Bowl. Mm. They really have. They should have won a Super Bowl, but they've they had, they've had some really good teams, yeah, for sure. Uh, and yeah, I think he's just fed up with it and I think he just really wants to see a Super Bowl because this team is built to win a Super Bowl now. Mm. Yeah, for sure. I mean, look, I think Dak is 
vastly improved this season. And granted, like, he still has issues, like, playing against good teams and whatnot. I get that. Like, he's still not, like – I mean, and we know what Dak is. Dak is an average quarterback to above-average quarterback. He can he can play well. He can win the games he's supposed to. And then when you get in those tough situations, you need a little bit more help. What the Cowboys luckily have is they have a lot of talent on their team. They can help him out. But if the coach is not right, if the game plan is not right, if things aren't going aligned with the coaching staff, then you need to make a change. You need to make a guy. You need to get a guy that's going to be able to work around the weaknesses of what you have, mm-hmm. not just keep everything the same. Yeah, no, it's I think I think it's stupid. And then the Giants better not do this. They're thinking they're considering him as the head coach next year. What? You have Eric B and me, who's sitting there right there. You have Saquon Barkley, Daniel Jones, who I think is really good, and potentially you're probably going to get Chase Young in the draft because it seems like they're just tanking at this point, and it makes sense to why they're losing to these teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, why would you? This is this would be the same exact mistake the Jets did in hiring Adam Gase. Yeah. Why are you hiring somebody? Who's had this track record. And yes, he's been with the Cowboys his whole career. But his teams have been completely different. He's had uh, very heavy passing attacks that he can't succeed with. He's had very heavy running attack, or run attacks he can't succeed with. He's had very balanced attacks. He can't succeed with any of them. Yeah. I don't understand why somebody would consider him. Hopefully this is just like smoke. And mm. there's no fire, but usually when there's smoke, there's fire. And I this would be stupid. Yeah, I mean, the I, Giants. I've heard the rumors, and I mean, I agree. I, again, like I said, I don't think Jason Garrett's the worst coach I've ever seen in my life. But, but the Giants got to get somebody else, man. The Giants got to get a guy that can really help mold the, this young core of talent they have on the offense. Mm-hmm. They need to build upon the offensive line, get a guy like Chase Young on defense, who I think will be – a difference maker on day one. I think he'll be like a Josh Allen or Nick Bosa type of guy. Like I think he has that potential. Mm-hmm. If they if they you know improve that offensive line through free agency through the draft in some in some capacity, I mean this team could be. I'm not gonna say a legit contender, but this team could push to make a playoff spot. This team could push to win the division next year. And if you sign Jason Garrett, I don't think you have that chance. I think you, well, the Cowboys won the division with Jason Garrett, but. I don't think they legitimately would have a chance to even. I don't think they're going to win, win, a, win a playoff game. Yeah, but if you sign a guy like Eric Bieniemy, learn under Andy Reid, and we've seen some of the guys that can you know come from Andy Reid where they have success when they go places. They, I mean, granted we you know we have all we know all the issues with Chicago and Nagy and Trubisky. Like there's a lot of issues there. But, Peter, but, but Peterson, Peterson's had success. Uh, um, I'm blanking here on other ones. Uh, yeah. Well, I am to, I'm blanking here. Yeah, well, it. <laughs> we'd have to look at it. Yeah, but I mean, okay, Andy Reid has had a lot of coach, you know, guys that have come under him that um, have had, you know, at least decent success. And I think Eric Bieniemy is a really good coach. I mean, I think the way you see that offense is ran up in Kansas City. I mean, that defense hurts them a lot, uh, which is I think you know why they're six and or seven and four right now instead of you know instead of being eight, you know, nine and two or ten and one or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that offense still clicks. That offense still goes. And I think Eric Bieniemy definitely deserves a head coaching job. Yeah. And I, I think the Giants, I mean, the Giants would be a perfect spot. You get you get some of those weapons that you have on that team. 
I mean, that would be a perfect spot for him. Mm-hmm. He's had... So... All right, so he's had... We'll go from, like, worst to best here. So he's had Steve Spagnola. Still really good D coordinator. Yeah, just decent head coach. Wasn't the best. Wasn't the worst. Uh, Matt Nagy. Uh, Ron Riviera. Been really good. Doug Peterson. Won a Super Bowl. Sean McDermott. Yeah, it's been, I think he's been I think the best one. I think he's been freaking great with the Bills, and, honestly. And uh, his best one, it happens to be the best team in the league right now, John Harbaugh. It, it, oh, it, back in Philly, yeah. He uh, yep. he knows how to work with his coaches, and Eric Beamy, I think, would fit right in. I think he'd beat the next John Harbaugh for him. Airbnb is, I think, is a really good coach. The troops would get, uh, gather around him, and they play for him. They play for Andy Reid, and you need somebody like that. Mm-hmm. P- the, the the Dallas Cowboys don't play for Jason Garrett. They play for themselves, and I think that's a big issue when we get into the game. Is why they don't win half the time. Yeah, they play for themselves. They don't play for the team. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you want to get into the games now? Yep, that's uh, cool with me. Yeah, there wasn't a lot of news this week, but. Short week on Thanksgiving, you're probably not going to get a lot of news. Yeah. All right, so first game, Indianapolis at Houston. Uh, yeah, this – this. I don't I don't know. There was I – I guess some of – I got some issues with officiating in a, some of these games this week and mm. some of the bigger games that need to be fixed. There was a phantom holding call on a, like, third and 16 – uh, conversion where Jacoby Brissett ran it for 17 yards. A phantom holding call. What? Ruined all momentum for the Colts. Uh, and then you had the uh, fumble, uh, clear fumble. Now, r- go back and review it. Did he actually, is there evidence that Darius Leonard actually clearly recovered it? We don't know. They never went to review it. That's my issue with it. They didn't even attempt to review it. They just say, you know, we're not going to look at it. We're just going to let it be. What? It's it's ridiculous. It is ridiculous. And it, the officiating is going to ruin this season, I feel like, for, one, for a couple teams. And it's going to be teams like Baltimore. It's going to be teams like San Francisco, like Seattle, that we want to see in the Super Bowl. That we want to see get a chance in the Super Bowl, maybe win the Super Bowl, but I feel like they're going to get screwed over by officiating. Mm-hmm. It, I, it's I think it's stupid. Or seeing an underdog like Buffalo say they start, they win a couple playoff games in the AFC Championship, say they're facing New England. Mm-hmm. They, they hit Tom Brady the wrong way, throw a rough in the passer. May look like you're tripping somebody, but you, no evidence has shown that you actually tripped them, and it's, it's ridiculous. It's we'll get into the Dallas game, but the refs are ruining games, and it's we've been talking about this for the whole year. Mainly talked about it with the Green Bay game because the refs legitly cost Detroit that game against Green Bay. Were they didn't, they didn't cost the Colts the game in this one. There was a, there was a lot of opportunities where you had T.Y. Hilton dropping uh, big passes in the game. Uh, but 
the Rams go a long way in momentum swings. Yeah, I mean, and what I'll say is, look, yes, yes, the call at the end, like, yes, there's there's bad calls throughout every game, for the most part. There's bad calls. Yeah. It happens. But at the end of the game, yeah, I think it's pretty unexcusable that you don't at least review, at least see, right? Maybe there's an angle where you can tell. Maybe there's an over the top. I mean, there's you never know <coughs> what kind of angle we have in today's game. And maybe there was an angle that showed the Colts recovered. Although it was a slim chance, who knows? The Colts still might have had a chance to win. Yeah. Or tie and go into overtime. My issue with the Colts, though, is, or my issue with the game overall is the Colts don't have enough big playability. That's, I think it's great. Chris Ballard has rebuilt this team to play top 10 defense, which they have moved <coughs> into. Mm-hmm. They have become the best offensive line in football. They can run the football pretty much like nobody else's business. Mm-hmm. I mean, they put a guy, Jonathan Williams, comes in off the practice squad. No, I don't think he has two the ga- best, best vision in the world. But no, but two games in a row. He's a hard runner. Yeah, hard runner, two games in a row, over 100 yards. Yeah. I mean, like, I understand. Chris Ballard has built this team to succeed without a top-flight quarterback. Or a top-flight secondary, because their secondary really cost them in this one. The secondary cost them. I think Eberflus has done a really good job with that team as far mm-hmm. as some of the pieces he has on that on the secondaries especially. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, I mean, look, two blown coverages from Malik Hooker and Pierre Desir just got it. I mean, it wasn't even a blown coverage. Pierre Desir just got beat. DeAndre Hopkins is a great player. It's going to happen. And honestly, Pierre Desir has done, for the most part, outside of that one play, has done a great job on Hopkins. Yeah. He has. And I think you see the difference between two teams Mm -hmm. on that Thursday night game. One who does everything right, fundamentally, they play hard, they're physical, they're nasty up front. Mm-hmm. But they can't make the big play in Indianapolis. And you see a team in Houston who struggles to run the football. Doesn't have the best offensive line. They've gotten a little bit better because Larmy Tunsil has been that big help. Mm-hmm. But everybody else has pretty much sucked. Yeah. You have explosive receivers. And your defense right now is struggling. I yeah. thought they played pretty well. But a lot of that was due to the Colts dropping a lot of passes. Not pushing the ball down the field enough. You see what happens when there's explosive plays in the game. I think the Texans had five or six 20-plus yard plays throughout the game. Mm-hmm. The Colts had zero. Zero. It's a big, it's it's, a big difference. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Two of those 20-plus yard plays were touchdowns. You also have to look at where T.Y. did. T.Y., first game back, he dropped about, like, he dropped about two or three 20, 30 yard plays yeah. that were big that would have been huge in the game. Huge momentum swings. I mean, Jacoby and look, I like Jacoby Brissett. Is he the guy? Is he freaking Aaron Rodgers no. or Russell Wilson? No, he's not. But, but could he be your franchise quarterback that could take you to a Super Bowl? I think he's good enough to be that kind of guy if they would allow him to throw the. We've seen him when they yeah. allow him to throw the football and push it down the field. Yeah, I he don't. can do it. He makes smart decisions, he doesn't really turn the ball over that much. He, he's going to make the right read, right? He's not an idiot. But when Frank Wright consistently doesn't allow him to throw the ball down the field, I mean, come on, dude. And yeah, when I, we throw it down the field and our receivers drop the ball. Yeah, I don't, I, I get, mean, I don't get it. It's Yeah, Brian Hoyer, uh, the backup, he plays two games. He, he, the game that he comes in relief for uh, – Jacoby Brissett, when he sprays MCO against uh, Steelers. the Steelers, 
He threw more passes than he did in this Texans game. I know it's a different game plan, but, like, jeez. Like, what are you thinking? And then he goes, and this is, a big, this is a big reason why they lost to Miami. He threw it 40 times with Brian Hoyer. Brissett's not the issue. It's for Reich. He gets in his own head. Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I think Reich has... I'm not going to say Wright's done an awful job coaching this season. He's not but, done the best. But I don't think he's done the best. His, his issues are why the Colts are in this position. Yeah. They really are. Against the Raiders, against the uh, Dolphins, against the Steelers. There's three games that they should have won. Yeah. And they didn't. And it's going to cost them because Steelers and Raiders, I don't think Steelers are going to be there by the end of the year, but the Raiders probably will be. Yeah. And it's going to hurt the Colts. The Colts have to go. Well, yeah, losing that Dolphins game hurts, too, because that's the team the Colts should have beat even with Brian Hoyer. They, they, they have to, I think the Colts either have to win out. Yep. Because the, I think the Browns, I was doing the playoff machine on uh, the ESPN.com. You just kind of predict and see how the, what you think is going to end up. The Browns have a legitimate shot making the playoffs. They do. And. The way Buffalo's schedule gets toughened up here, they they're going to probably fall as ten and six. The Colts can afford to drop two more games this year. They gotta either win out or drop one game to an NFC opponent like New Orleans. Mm-hmm. They can't afford to lose to another AFC opponent. Yeah, it's a, it's a bit it's a the Colts that I think Reichs put put them in this situation and. And it's not the players' fault. I don't think it is at all. Yeah. So I mean, outside of the receiving core, I've, I've been, I've been really disappointed in what I've seen from that Colts receiving core this season, yeah, I, so. especially as a fan. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I've seen a lack of, a lack of playmaking ability, um, a lack of just, you know, of guys well, that could just even make a tough catch. Yeah. Not every catch in the NFL is going to be wide open. You mm-hmm. got to make tough catches. Yeah, and, and I've seen a lack of ability to do that. Well, you, you also have Eric Ebron, who, who's out for the year, but he's a dude who's known for dropping passes. And he was starting to get towards that tendency of dropping a lot of wide open stuff. Yeah, uh, he was still making some nice plays here and there. Like but Jack Doyle and Ty, usually an all all pro caliber receiver. His first game back, he's rusty. He drops some passes in, a, in some big moments. But yeah, where's that other guy to step up? Where's Zach Pascal? Where's Where's Paris Camp? Campbell, Paris Campbell keeps getting injured. It's 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 an issue. Chester Rogers isn't that good. No. Uh, he I, I guess I guess some issues with Chester Rogers. Chester Rogers and what they do with him on punt return. I think he's probably one of the worst punt returners in the league, and they still have him out there, and he he fumbles like every game. Uh, it's just coaching issues. It's I don't know what you're doing. You keep a 45 year old quarterback or a quarterback, a 45 year old kicker, who's cost you games. It's the first time ever I I legitly can say a kicker has lost a team a game because he couldn't make his field goals. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It it's coaching. I, I think it's what it comes down to just coaching, bad coaching decisions. So and he's also reckless. And one, one more thing, it's it's okay to be aggressive on fourth down, but he's reckless on fourth down. Mm-hmm. He goes for it all the time. Just punt the football. It's annoying. Yeah, ah, man, it just, it's it's frustrating to watch. No, yeah, I agree. It's, so, it's, especially with the way this Colts defense is playing, like yeah, they're playing like a top ten defense. Mm-hmm. Allow them to continue to show that. Yeah, no. Don't put them in crappy situations. A lot of the times the Colts have put their defense in terrible situations 
And it's not even like good plays on fourth down. It's usually like a stupid reverse. They get stuffed in the backfield or yeah, it's reverse never, it's, Eric never, e- it's never fourth and one and just keep it simple. And Who run has a jet sweep with Eric Ebron on fourth and one? Or, Only Frank Wright. Or, you know, who doesn't run behind the best guard in football? Uh, it's who ridiculous. Doesn't? I mean, like, just do that. It's usually, no, it's, they're usually in fourth and one situations when they do it. Yeah. And they don't get them. Yeah. And it's then, ridiculous. like, and then the fourth and ones, they do convert when they run it behind Quentin Nelson. And you're like, wow, why do you just do that every time? Oh, you've got to be different, man. You've got to be creative and throw them off. No. Because every time we see a toss or a reverse, like you said, Wyatt, mm-hmm. it's freaking stopped. Yeah. And then you put your defense in a bad position, and then the defense doesn't look as good because they're like, oh, they gave up, they gave up 21 points. Well, I don't know. They started on the opposite side in enemy, in enemy territory every single time. Yeah, no, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So, yeah, so don't mind. I agree with you. Yeah, so we're going to move on to Carolina New Orleans, but don't mind if they hear something in the background. Somebody's vacuuming upstairs for some reason. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we'll move to Carolina at New Orleans. And my Joey Sly. He's done very good in fantasy for me this year uh, because he can kick long field goals. Mm-hmm. But he can't kick the short, easy one. And loses them the game. Kyle <laughs> Allen balled out. I was like, I was like, man, this. I was like, the Panthers are really about to pull this off. If, Panthers, <laughs> if he makes the field goal, I think Panthers probably win. No, yeah, for sure, I, I agree. I, I don't. There's not. There's there's a little bit more pressure on Will Lutz to make that kick. Now Will Lutz is probably the second best kicker in the league. He's pretty good. Uh, but I'm sitting there watching it like. Oh, we were. Wow, did he really just? I was engaged that? in this game for like start to finish. This was a phenomenal game. You had the te- or the Saints who were up early by a couple scores, and then Carolina just worked their way back. Yeah, they just kept fighting and watching Christian, Christian McCaffrey work is incredible. Watching Carl Allen develop it's fun to watch. He's a Really good young quarterback that's had some real that has has had some really young stupid mistakes. And I think we're in a I think I think NFL is kind of indicative on how society is. It's or like how people view the NFL. It's all bandwagon stuff. It's more oh, let's jump on what's popular. Oh, what's Kyle Allen had a bad game. Let's hate on Kyle Allen for just having one bad game. And, you know it's. It's ridiculous, and it, I don't know what I don't know what the issue is with people with Kyle Allen. He hasn't played bad at all. It's I don't. It's he he's played like a young quarterback, in my opinion. I think he just needs to grow and develop. Uh, maybe this is coming from a Bears fan who wants Cam Newton, but <laughs> I don't. But I don't think he's played that bad. Yeah, I don't think he has at all. Uh, maybe get an offensive-minded coach in there, but. Like it's, I think it's ridiculous. Yeah, uh, um, the hate—he doesn't get the hate that he deserves. Yeah, but I mean, going to the game, I was really impressed with the Panthers being able to come back like that, working their way back, playing the way they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and my question now is like, can you trust Drew Brees? I mean, he made he made a nice throw to Michael Thomas on the side, uh, on the sideline. When I mean, it would put him right in position to kick a field goal and make it. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, like. He stalled out for majority, like for the majority of this game. Like, yeah, there's there's a couple drives where they just boom, 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 mm-hmm. and they stall out. He threw that pick, yeah, that gave Carolina that opportunity to go down and and tie it up. I mean, Teddy B chance. So I mean, to get him going. I mean, who knows? I'm not. I'm, I'm not here to 
like put Teddy B chance on Drew Brees and stuff like that. Drew Brees is a Hall of Fame quarterback and he's doing just fine. I mean, they were yeah. winning. But my thing is that I want to, if he stays another year, Drew Brees, which I don't think he should, even if they win or lose the Super Bowl, or, or even if they go or don't go to the Super Bowl, they need to, they need to, I think, play Teddy or Teddy's going to leave and he's, he's going to haunt them, mm-hmm. in my opinion. Uh, Drew Brees, yes, he has the stats that he does. He doesn't look the same though. It doesn't feel like Drew Brees. No, no, he, no. he's old. He, I mean, he he's makes older. one or two great passes. Uh, the one to Jared Cook, amazing pass, and it being a touchdown. But it's just moments in the game where you just feel like he looks. I mean, he looks older. Dude. He looks older. Yeah. I mean, you can, uh, you can see it. You can see his age right now. Uh, he's relying a lot on the skill and youth of Mike Thomas, of Alan Kamara. That's mm-hmm. what he's doing. He's re- really relying on that youth. Latavius Murray's been a big help in the power running game. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you kind of look at it, though, that's all they go to is Jared Cook, Latavius Murray, Alvin Cook, and Michael Thomas. Alvin Kamara. What did I say? Alvin Cook. Oh. Jared Cook and Alvin, Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas. If you, if you take one of those two, if you take, if you take, uh, say if you take Latavius Murray out. Yeah. They struggle. They take yeah. you take Jared Cook out. They struggle. You take uh, Alan Kamara out. They struggle. Definitely, if you take Mike Thomas out, they're going to yeah. struggle. Yeah, that'd be a huge. They chance. don't have a secondary option. Like their like their main offense goes through around those four people, mm-hmm. and it's just Drewby's facilitating to them. Or that's why honestly, I don't see them being a Super Bowl team this year. I don't. I, I don't. I don't feel comfortable saying like. I could see them losing this. I could see them getting home foot. You know, getting that that buy and losing the second round. I can too. To whoever whoever they play, like I, I really believe, like Seattle or somebody, Seattle or the Vikings or whoever they play, the 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 Packers. Like I feel like one of those teams has a very good chance of beating them. Yeah. Um, just for the simple fact, I mean, like we're like we're talking about. I just right now I don't tr- I really don't trust Drew Brees, man. I don't like if those guys aren't going. Is he going to be able? Is he going to be able to make some things happen? I don't, I trust, don't it. trust it. I don't either. Because I mean, Michael Thomas. I know we've heard some people say like he's not like a, a top flight receiver. I think it's ridiculous. And I was like, and I, and you know, I like the guy that said it. I, I usually think he provides some pretty good inf- information and 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 actually and some good stuff to listen to. But I was like, that doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like Michael Thomas is legit. Like, yes, does he have the speed of Tyreek Hill? No, nobody does. I think people go. But, I think it's what I said earlier. It's like NFL is kind of indicative of how society is. With the flash, fasty stuff, fasty or fast stuff, but flashy and fasty, yeah, <laughs> uh, fast stuff. But when you have somebody like who's just so technical what they do, so fundamental what they do, we overlooked them. We overlooked Tim Duncan in the NBA because he was so fundamental. Yeah, but he was he's a, he's the best. He's one of the best big men of all time. Yeah, I mean, you could argue maybe the best center power. Michael Thomas is a baller. It's because he isn't. It's because he doesn't look like. Yeah, you know, like that's like that's because he not a lot of commercials. That's just because he's he doesn't make the flashy catches yeah. like Odell, or because he can't run as fast as Tyreek, or or any of those things. Like yeah, people want to kind of oh, dismiss him as like like and like the guy said, he's just a possession receiver. He's not a possession receiver. Like I think people people misconstrue deep threat with speed. Yeah, a deep threat is not a speed receiver. Same, same with DeAndre Hopkins. I think they're both comparable. Because people kind of say that. I mean, people kind of recognize Hop D Hop as one of the best receivers just because because he's played with terrible quarterbacks. 
Yeah. But, I mean, he's still kind of the same as Michael Thomas. Mm-hmm. And I think Michael Thomas with a crappy quarterback, without Drew Brees, and we saw it, was still balling with Ted, and Teddy Bridgewater. I mean, Teddy B's good, but... He's a, he's a, but Teddy I'm saying, B's like, a stall if, if you put him... Starter, pro bowler, caliber quarterback. If you put him anywhere, like, Michael Thomas is going to get yards. Yeah. He's that kind of guy. Like, he's going to get, you know, he's going to do what he does because he's, like you said, he's so technical. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Yeah, they were able to keep uh, Christian McCaffrey to two point nine yards per carry. It's a recipe for stopping Carolina. Yeah, just don't and let him Allen, get going. And then yeah, Kyle and start going off and having a really good game. He's a good facilitator of the ball. Uh, he's I not. Think he, yeah, I think he he's, not, he's not. He's not very flashy, but like he 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 doesn't. He rarely makes mistakes. He I think he gets in situations where he he has some of those young mistakes where I think there was one play he he breaks out of a sack. Mm-hmm. And then he's he instead of throwing down the balance, he just he threw it to his receiver. That's a young mistake. It's a bad decision. Almost got picked off. Uh, I think they got a touchdown on that drive. It's he just makes some young mistakes. I think they'll be fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think they got a lot of holes on their defense. Like he was getting yeah. rushed like no other in this game. Like he was, he's been sacked twenty times in five games before this game. He was sacked twice today, but he was rushed the whole game. Like he was rushing on his throws. He had to get he had to get them out early and yeah. listen to Tony Romo, who was a quarterback person who loves to watch quarterbacks. He was imp- he was he didn't think that he was gonna have this good of a game against them. He thought this he, is, he didn't think he was that good. And this is against and people you know will probably try to say they're not good. But this is against a really good Saints defense. Yeah, he was able to do this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like I think it just depends on what the Panthers want to do. Do you want to move forward with Kyle Allen and you think he can be not the greatest quarterback you've ever seen, but can he be a guy that can that can win and you games? Beef up that defense, beef up that secondary. Be, you know, and, and yeah, draft offensive linemen, or protect draft. him, get, you know, guys that can maul in the run game. Yeah. Can you get, yeah, and can you build around that defense? Can you build around Luke Keekley? Yeah, I think they a, need another pass rusher. Brian Burns, I think he's I been think really he's, impressive this year. I, yeah. I think he's been really good, uh, has the best first step in the class. Or in that draft class, and it shows, uh, it translates. It really does. Uh, it's something to look forward to in the draft. If you see somebody, they have a great first step. Mm-hmm. They're probably going to be good. Yeah, they're going to be a really good pass rusher at the least. Yeah, I mean, Kamiko Turo, we saw a couple years ago at the Colts. Got granted, you know, unfortunately he broke his ankle. It's pretty nasty, but he had, I, you know, a lot He's of people, the- a lot of people kind of consensed that. I mean, and I thought he did as well. Like he had the best first step. Around that edge, yeah. I mean, now starting to produce. It isn't. Now that's not very indicative of how the how you play the run, but it just it's very indicative of how good of a pass rusher you, you, you might could you could be if you get refined and, and yeah. coached up. Like I, I mean, think they need one more pass rusher. He doesn't have to be the. The thing is, they could probably dress somebody in the third or second round. It doesn't have to be a top flight pass rusher, no. but somebody to take pressure off of Brian Burns. Mm-hmm. Uh. And whoever's going to be the coach next year, whether it's Ron Verrier or somebody I else. I like Ron, man. Like, or whoever's yeah. going to call the defensive plays. They can call some blitzes, and they can do that. Yeah. Really, uh, they uh, kind of relieve the pressure off of uh, uh, Brian Burns. Mm. Because I think he could be he, he could be like the next Julius Peppers. They, he's played very phenomenal. He's Him, Nick Bosa, and Josh Allen... That this draft class with pass rushing talent has been phenomenal, mm-hmm. and it's it's the, we're looking at the future right now in the NFL. I think this season is very indicative on how the future might look. Mm-hmm. We're going to see a lot of new faces, but 
they're going to be great for a long time, yeah. in my opinion, unless barring injury. So we'll move on to Seattle and Philadelphia. Okay. Seattle and Philadelphia. This was a game for no other reason except that Russell Wilson played like a fifth string quarterback in some parts of the game and you're just like yeah yeah yeah, yeah what, I agree. like what what do you do and I think he just I think they knew they had the game wrapped up because he messed up wide open pass in the end zone and I was like what are you doing mm. uh were you able to see that that yeah. wide open miss there that was off the Jacob Hollister mm. <laughs> I never seen Russell Wilson do that before and then also DK Metcalf was the one thing that I think me and you both said to him, for him in the draft to not the, yeah not the best route runner but if he gets with a good coach they can call up some route running plays with him mm-hmm. uh, he can't catch the football we've seen this in this we've seen it in this game there's a couple big plays that he dropped yeah that he just flat dropped we've seen it in the San Francisco game him dropping passes there's no reason a dude that big that strong should be dropping passes like that yeah, no. It's more look like he's trying to kind of clap it together rather than actually catch the football. Yeah. That's what it seems like to me sometimes. Yeah. And it's – he needs to get – if he gets it together, this is like 45 to 10 game, 9 game, wherever this – wherever how many points they're going to get there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and just it was sloppy too, like – Fumbles and missed handoffs. Chris Carson and bad throw. I mean, it, from both teams, man. It was. It was I thought it was really. I see their. Game. I see their season, whether it's NFC Championship, divisional round, even wild card. I see the Seahawks season ending with a Chris Carson fumble. And he's fumbled. Yeah, he's fumbled a few times this season. I man. see it ending like that. It's. It. He has. He has like ten fumbles this year. He needs to get it worked out. I think fumbles next time. Bench him. Start, uh, play Rashad Penny, play your other running backs, and kind of get in his head. You need to stop fumbling because he's too good yeah. to be doing this. It's the same thing with Adrian Peterson when he was young. Fumble the football constantly, but he'd pick up like 200 yards a game. Yeah. And he'd win your team the game. But there was those points where you're just like... when He'd swing that ball, <laughs> he'd be like... Well, that elbow pad never helped out either. Like, oh, he yeah. had that on the elbow pad, so it just oh, that's why he kept swinging it, it because yeah. it was awkward to hold it there. Yeah. But. Yeah, I just thought it was a sloppy game, honestly, from the Seahawks. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, look, and they, it wins a win. They were able to pull out a win, but. And honestly, that's just because they were facing a team that was even sloppier than they were. Uh, I, I, was, I wasn't super impressed with the Eagles. Um,. And I've been really disappointed by them all season long. I had them as a Super Bowl caliber team. I had them go to the Super Bowl. I thought they were. I thought they could have a chance to be that good. I thought Carson Wentz was going to come in and light the world on fire. And and look, I'm not going to jump on the bandwagon to say Carson Wentz awful. Like a lot of people are going to try to and say, well, he's just the worst. He Nick Foles was better, man. I told you, Nick Foles. Well, was Nick Foles was better. Nick Foles had better receivers. Well, he's well, he still had Aguilar and. And uh, and Jeffrey's uh, Aguilar, no, Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar have not played good at all this season. No, they have. They're uh, they've Alshon's been injured most of the time. Yep. Aguilar can't catch. He couldn't catch the ocean. Yeah. If he landed in the ocean, not say that much. He couldn't. He it's he he can't catch anything. Two. You could put two of their losses on him. Mm-hmm. All right. He, he should have caught that New England pass. He should have caught the pass against Atlanta. Mm-hmm. That would have won them the game. 
they could be looking at a completely different season right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, and and look, I think Carson Wentz hasn't played great. I think he has. I think he still has faced some issues. I think he locks on to Zach Ertz a little too much. I think he, you know, he tries to force feed him a little bit too much. We saw that missed throw out of the backfield. Uh, I forgot what running back it was too. Um, but I mean, it was. It might have been a touchdown. I mean, he he's missed some throws for sure. But there's something going on between quarterback and receivers where the communication and the timing is just way out of whack. There, there's no there's no rhythm. There's no flow. There's no rhyme is, or reason to what's going on. It's just chaos. I think it's it's it has to be something with them personally. I think Carson Wentz, in my opinion, I think it's something. He I don't think he has a locker room. I don't think he does. I don't I think, think the yeah. players respect him. I think, honestly, yeah. I mean, I agree. I think there might be something to that to where there might be guys that are like, we want to see Bowen Nick Foles. Mm. So, I mean, it's who we want to with. And now you sticking us with this guy who's injured all the time? Yeah. I mean, there's definitely, I'm sure, I guarantee you there's guys like that. Especially some of those receivers where they were getting they were getting deep balls down the field. Nick Foles didn't care and would just sling that rock. I mean, he, he would. Mm. He would just throw it down the field, wouldn't even care. And, you know, and he really wouldn't lock on to Zach Ertz that much. He used the receivers more. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz kind of stays more to the tight ends. That's what he does. Younger quarterbacks feel more comfortable with those guys. You get a connection with those guys. You trust them. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we say it with a lot of quarterbacks. But I, I, I agree. I think that's a good point. I think that's a good point. Yeah. So, it's just, I don't know. It's, I, didn't, I didn't have them. I had them at 9-7. and seven. I think they're going to win the division still. Because of the way their schedule is and the way Dallas's schedule is, Dallas drops a game to Chicago, which I don't see happening. But they do. Mm-hmm. The Philadelphia is definitely winning this division, and they don't. It's not a deserved division win, but it'd, it'd be a division win nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's yeah, no, it's not looking pretty for the NFC East right now. They're they're, they're not gonna unless somebody unless they play to, play to their potential, Dallas or Philadelphia in the playoffs. There, it's gonna be a is this this division is gonna have a one round exit. Yeah. Uh, so we'll move on to Dallas at New England, staying on that division. And there is some. I don't know. I did, this game was like, oh my gosh. And this is where you get conspiracy theories about the NFL because stupid refs want to make stupid calls. I don't know. I still think there were a lot of issues other than just the refs in this game. There, I, now, I there were two bad calls. The tripping calls were really But you awful. ruin momentum, though, in games. And that's huge. You ruin momentum. And this is where you get fools that are, that are, that are like always like, oh, the NFL's rigged. The NFL is this and that. It's like, it's ridiculous. It's, it's in prime time games, too. That these refs are making horrible calls, deciding games. They are deciding games. They ruin momentum to games. It's unwatchable. Mm-hmm. It really is. It's hard to watch. This is probably the hardest NFL season to watch. It's ridiculous. The refs ruin the flow of the game. It's. I think it's. It's ridiculous. Mm-hmm. It is. It's ridiculous. So I, basically, all I gotta say about this is Tom Brady. I think he's lost it a little bit. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, like if I, if he has an injured elbow or whatever, that's not that's not going to persuade me about. I think he's lost a little bit. Injured elbow for Tom Brady doesn't mean you're missing every receiver in the book on multiple passes. 
it's I know he's playing a good defense, but still, like he's missed he was missing some open receivers. Yeah. And I think I'll say this about Tom Brady. I don't think he's looked as good this year as he has before. He's definitely he's definitely starting to show his age. And I think he might have one more good year left in him. I think that's really honest. About I think it. this might be his only decent year left in him. Yeah, I think he might have a Peyton Manning year left in him where he'll be good enough to where your team could win the Super Bowl. Like, because he's still Tom Brady and he's still smart enough to do those types of things. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I also will say I think a lot of it has to do with his receiving core has not been great. Yeah. It's been really young. It's been a lot of guys that don't know what they're doing. There's been a lot of miscommunications where he's putting the ball somewhere and they're not there. Or where, you know, or they're not looking or they drop a pass or they don't. I mean, Nikhil Harry dropped a couple passes yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, or not yesterday, on Sunday. And, and yeah, there was a few passes that I thought were not the greatest pass in the world, but that were still catchable. Yeah. Julian Edelman, I mean, you know, I know it wasn't the, it wasn't the easiest catch in the world, but that was a catch he should have made. And I think a lot of that had to do with the weather. I mean, I didn't think Dak played particularly well. I think this was a game the Cowboys should have leaned on that run game, uh, especially in certain situations, and they didn't. They weren't getting anything think, done passing the ball. I think they were they're, they're more effective running up the middle and using screens to their advantage. Especially and, in a game like that. And, man. Spent, and they didn't It's do, raining. It's slippery. They didn't do any misdirection. Mark Cooper couldn't do crap. I mean, Stephon Gilmore is the real deal. I think it's too, and uh, it's just, I think Omar Cooper is one of the most overrated receivers in the league. I mean, I know you've always said that, but. I, I still, it's, it's, he's a good route runner, but can he can he win you a game by catching the football? Yeah. I don't, I don't not consistently. We've seen uh, a couple of games last year where he did, but they were against bad teams. You, you see him in a good game against a good team, against a good corner, a great corner, he gets shut down. Mm. He's not able to do it. He's not a number one receiver, in my opinion. I think he's a number two. I think he's like Juju. I think people want to lump them in as a one receiver because they're flashy. They get talked about in the media a lot. They're on a historic team. But they're not a number one receiver. They're good route runners. I think Juju has a little bit better hands than Amari. But I think Amari has a little bit more big play upside than Juju. I think they, they, they benefit a lot from what their system is and what their, I guess, who they play around a lot. If we, if they play on any other team, we'd not be talking talking to them like, like we do. Yeah. So, it's uh, Dallas, yeah, I don't know if they're going to make the playoffs, but it's going to be an 8-8 eight and eight team, I think. This this division is all out of whack. Yeah. It's it's a wacky division. I mean, you know. And it's, been the, it's been a wacky division for a while when you've had, like, 15 straight seasons we've had different division winner. Yeah. But this is on another this is on another level. Yeah, I mean, who knows what's going to happen in this division and you know, do I think the Patriots are a Super Bowl team this year? I don't know if they're going to make it to the Super Bowl. I don't. I I still got I still want to see from Tom Brady where he kind of takes over. Oh, He's been good enough for them to win. This defense is this defense is freaking incredible, especially in the secondary. And I don't know if a team will be able to beat them and I'm not going to compare him to Blake Bortles but will they be like the Jacksonville Jaguars a couple years ago where that defense carried them and then when it mattered most the better offense was it Pat Mahomes or somebody of that nature where hey they just are able to make more big plays just like the Texans did against the Colts we were talking earlier those big plays matter and right now I'm seeing a lack of big play from the Patriots on offense Yeah, I, don't, uh, I just don't see it Nikhil well, Harry is going to help 
I think a lot of this stuff has to deal with, like, when they face Pat Mahomes and they face the Chiefs, when we see that game, he's, he's, uh, he's, their pass rush, I would say, it's their, their, their weakest part in defense is their pass rush. Yeah, Patriots, yeah. They, they don't, they don't have a pass rush. Their secondary does a lot of the work. Yeah. You buy that up with the Chiefs, who offensive line's been pretty trash this year. Yeah, a lot of injuries and things like that. Yeah, it's it's uh it they're gonna have a tough time. I think they might win the game because you're having a great quarterback who played phenomenal his first year, but he's playing a little bit less phenomenal this year. Mm-hmm. They were seeing it in the win total. Yeah, but he's I still a great. Te- he's still a great quarterback. I think the Texans match up well against them. I think because they do they have too. big playability as well. Yeah, and it's their pass rush kills them. They don't have a consistent pass rush. Chase Winovec is their best pass rusher. Yeah, I like him a lot. I think he can develop into a. Say it's because of the long hair, probably, but Clay Matthews type player. Yeah, uh, he can develop into that. Like he's a good pass rusher, but he's a rookie though. And I don't think he's going to win you a game on the defensive end by rushing the passer like that. Yeah. I think it's going to be Bill Belichick that does if they mm. win games like that where they're getting consistent pressure on the quarterback where they're drawing up blitzes. I just, I just don't see them doing all that well, especially if they drop one more game mm. and Buffalo wins out. Because they're going to, I think they might drop a couple games here. Buffalo wins out and they drop one or two games. It's going to be very tough sledding for New England, especially if they got to go in a wild card situation. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know if I see them winning three straight games. Yeah. Now I think they'll get the bye, but Baltimore is there. Baltimore and, is dangerous, and I mean, you know they don't want to go to Baltimore. They struggle in Baltimore. Yeah. They struggle. They struggle against Baltimore even in New England. They don't want to face Baltimore. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, it's one of those situations for New England. So we'll move on to. What well, my favorite part of the week was San Francisco and Green Bay. <laughs> yeah, this was. Uh, and I'll just say what I gotta say real quick on this game. I, I the Four Nine is just a really good football team. Uh, just what that front four is able to do, um, yeah. And the the rotation that they have, like, was it five first round picks in that D line? Mm-hmm. I mean, God, it is incredible. Dude. I mean, just the way they get after the quarterback, the way they dominate offensive linemen and offensive lines as a whole, it's it's incredible. Um, mm-hmm. And I heard somebody mention it, but I kind of agreed where. They kind of compared this D-line to the Patriots secondary where <clears throat> they're the two best at what they do in football. Well, And which one is better? I mean, it's hard to say. Which one has more of an effect on a game? It's hard to say. I think the pass rush does. The pa- but that pass rush, dude. I mean, you got Nick Bosa coming back. You got DeForest Buckner, uh, Teron Armstead. Um, I think, honestly, though, we haven't seen New England play a great quarterback yet. Yeah, that's true. We haven't. Uh we just haven't seen him play a great quarterback, and uh, we see what pass rushes do to great quarterbacks. So they, Aaron yeah. Rodgers has his worst career game. Yeah. Now Aaron Rodgers hasn't played the best this year. Yeah. In my opinion, yeah. I think he's I think he's getting hyped up due to the record of the team. I don't think he's played the best this year. If you look in depth into the game, he hasn't played the best. Yeah. Uh, he hasn't played like Aaron Rodgers, I should say. Yeah, I mean that uh, secondary shut him down. He's played good. Rush, but that secondary played great too. Yeah, uh, uh, for the 49ers. and I think that's the difference between them and New England. Mm-hmm. They got a secondary, they got the linebackers, they got the whole defense. Yeah, 
New England doesn't have the pass rush. They have to rely on Bill Belichick to create a pass rush. Yeah. Uh, offense ends a completely different story. You got Tom Brady versus Jimmy G. Jimmy G had a good game. If Jimmy G gets in a groove, he's not bad. Good. He's pretty good. He's really good. He's a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. I don't say all Pro, but he's a Pro Bowl caliber quarterback. When he gets into a groove, when he gets out of his groove, it gets bad. Yeah. Uh, I thought we saw some nice plays dialed up by Kyle Shanahan. We saw some uh, nice. Some nice setups and some mm-hmm. nice schemes and shots down the field that ultimately work, like the one to George Kettle. Um, I mean, this yeah. 49ers team is just scary, dude. I, I think yeah, I think I we're think. potentially going to see Ravens 49ers in the Super Bowl, and we get to see a preview of this upcoming week, which yeah, yeah, watch this be a blowout. And we're just like, oh, this is disappointing. Yeah, well, it could be. I honestly think it could be it, the way Baltimore is playing right now. It, it, I don't care who you are. Nobody, I think if nobody a team that matches up well. It's the 49ers with everything they can do on defense. Because, like you said, I think the big thing for the Patriots was yes, that secondary is the best in the league. Uh-huh. They can't get a great pass rush. Lamar Jackson was able to sit back and make plays with his feet, and obviously they ran the ball down their but throat. But the thing is, though, what kills a great pass rush? What have we seen kill San Francisco this year? A uh, running quarterback. I mean, a running quarterback, yes. I mean, Kyle Murray we'll played phenomenal in both the games. Russell Wilson played phenomenal. It might be the same thing. No, it's a different style of a team. They, yeah. They, and he's a different style of running quarterback. But also, too. my thing is with uh, San Francisco, what it was with Aaron Donald when we get to that game. Mm-hmm. They're smaller. If you kind of look at their D line, they have a small D line, I think, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Nick Bosa is not the biggest, like, biggest. He's, he's a big dude, but. When you when you're facing a 330 pound offensive, I mean, lineup, I would just say just the Ravens' offensive line is humongous. I yeah, would that's say. what I'm saying, and they're going to wear them down. I think. Well, we're going to get to that in the game when we get to the predictions, but yeah, that, that'll, that'll be, be fun. fun. That'll be fun. Oh man, I can't wait for that game. But and, and look, I, the Packers, man, playoff wise, I mean, we're getting close to that time of year. Mm-hmm. They're going to make the playoffs. They're, they're already. I mean, their record's too good. They're they're going to win some of the games. Like the rest of the season. they're going to be in the playoffs. I think they sold up for the run too much in this game. Yeah, I think they. I think they knew their weakness, and I'm but, saying the whole year is the running game. But I'll say this: don't be surprised if the, if the Vikings pass them up and get that uh, get that home field advantage. No, like in that wild card. All they got to do is I know Green Bay has an easy schedule coming up, but Green Bay drops one. Who they uh, play? They play the Giants and Redskins. They're going to win those. But they drop one to Chicago, trying to make a playoff push. Yeah, they're playing at Minnesota. And then at Detroit. Detroit is one of those teams. And Detroit's weird against Green Bay. Detroit's usually pretty good against them. So, you know, And they're tied with the, the Vikings. Now, the Vikings play Seattle next week. Mm-hmm. Probably we going to lose it. Yeah. So, it's... Vi- this division's going to come down to some some close stuff. And I think if, if the Packers do get at... I think it, whoever gets that home field advantage in I, that first round and that the, wild card will go on to If the, the Bears second. went out and teams lose to projected who they're supposed to lose to... The Bears have a good shot of making the playoffs, mm-hmm. and it's going to be the expense of Minnesota. Yeah, it really will be. Uh, they're not going to make it over Green Bay. I think Green Bay has too many tiebreakers against them. Mm-hmm. Now Minnesota, it's coming from a Bears fan looking at the possible ways the Bears can make it to the playoffs, but the, it's division is going to be tight, especially if the Bears can get on a roll and start winning games. They have a tough schedule, but if they can beat Dallas, they can beat Kansas City, they can beat Green Bay, they can beat Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Those are playoff teams. But they can beat them. Bears might sneak into the playoffs, especially with the way Minnesota's schedule is. Minnesota has to win these big games. Mm-hmm. They got to beat Seattle. They got to beat Green Bay. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if I see it happen though. We haven't seen Kirk Cousins live up to those things yet. He's played phenomenal this year, but can he do it? That's my thing with uh, Kirk Cousins. Can has he improved that much? Yeah. Can he win the big game? Same thing with Dak Prescott. We've seen him ball out with numbers, but we've seen him in big games against good teams. He doesn't play. He doesn't play well. No, he doesn't. So, well, uh, also one more thing. I've said it the whole year, Derek Bakhtiari is probably the most overrated tackle I've ever seen in the league. He he got destroyed. He's been destroyed the whole year. Yeah, he, look, he's he's not having the best year. Maybe he's drinking a little bit too many beers in the offseason and chugging them too much, but no. Nah, I, I don't know if it's all that, but he just hasn't played well this yeah. year. He's, uh, and, I mean, it happens, but, I mean, he honestly, I mean, he's been really good. Yeah. I mean, coming in and this year, like, he's just kind of gotten abused. And he, <laughs> and he got the way with a lot of holding in that first game, I was, I'm going to say, but, well, yeah. And he's got a lot of, with some holding in the other game, so it's, yeah, but. Yeah, Green Bay's going to make the playoffs. It's more if Minnesota is. Yeah. We're going on the Minnesota track here if Minnesota's going to make it. But we're going to transition that into a decent, semi-good tra- transition to Baltimore, who's also a purple team. Okay. Uh, Monday Night Football. I'm pretty proud of myself because I wasn't thinking, honestly, in my heart, I didn't – or. In my head, I was not thinking this was going to be a blowout. I honestly thought Rams would keep it. Sorry for the dogs barking up there. Uh, but it's, uh, I think uh, th- it wasn't going to be a blowout like this. I think it was, I th- honestly thought it was going to be a little bit closer. At, uh, the Rams are, are lost mm-hmm. at this moment. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, I, th- I, I, I think he's a little bit overrated. I think he had one or two good. He had he had those two great years. I think he was helped about a great pass rush. Yeah, yes, a great pass rush helps everything. But Aaron Donald can't be a pass rush by himself. Yeah, I think Ndamukong Sue was a big help to him because yeah. people were concerned about Ndamukong Sue. Well, he doesn't have really an edge an edge presence. I mean, Fowler's okay. I mean, Fowler's not like he wasn't he wasn't top five overall pick caliber guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Aaron Donald, I mean, when you get triple teamed and, you know, when you're 280 pounds playing, you know, playing defensive tackle, uh, playing in the interior against freaking behemoths for the Baltimore Ravens, yeah, it's going to be hard. Two people who are 330, so that's six. That's, uh, and those guys are good. 660 pounds, yeah. Yeah, and he's, it's not like he's facing trash big guys. Triple his weight, yeah. he, I mean, he's facing guys that are good and bigger than him. I mean, it's, and they're double teaming and triple teaming. Well, Marshall Yon does the best guard in the league. I don't know about all that. Yeah, I mean, he's he, up there. He's up there. He, he's the best. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. I, I mean, yeah, I'm not saying any of that, but I think, hey, Quentin, I, I think Quentin Nelson. I think you got Zach Martin. I mean, I think but, you got David DeCastro. But I'll say no more longevity. If you look at the longevity, him being that consistent for that long, he, he's, yeah, a, he's, he's a beast for he's, sure. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll say this. I'll pat myself on the back for this. I One, before the, before the season – I said the Rams are making the playoffs. I didn't think they were going to be good I, this year. I, I was very close to not saying. I was saying that too, but I was like, I, I trust in Sean McVay. Yeah, he can't do it himself. Yeah, and I'm I, sorry. I, honestly, I just I, I saw where this team was headed. I wasn't I wasn't sold on on Todd Gurley being healthy this season. He hasn't looked super great. And spurts, he's looked really good. But outside of those little spurts, he's not been Todd Gurley. Yeah, and we you know we hear the reports of Jared Goff. Going and partying and drinking and doing all these things, like dude, you're in the NFL season. Stop. 
If that's your team's like, terrible. I get you already made your money. That's good for you, dude. I'm not going to hate you, hate on you for that. You made your money. That's what everybody's trying to do. But you're not playing well. I think... And 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 you're... You look garbage. Like, yeah, he's well, not looking good at all. Yeah, I And think, I was trying to defend... I try to defend him. Yeah. Because I know you try to... You, I mean, you just don't think he's good. But I try to defend him, like, saying, like, he's average. But, I mean, gosh, dude, like, he's not even looking average lately. I mean, he's just looking bad. Yeah, I know. And I, I, I think this, is, this comes down to when you're drafting for players, look at the person themselves. Now, they don't have to be better than the other person. But look at them themselves. Look at who they are as a person. Lamar their Jackson, their family, yeah. The, Lamar Jackson is a really good person. If you look beyond football, and look in his life, you see the way he carries himself, the way he is with his family, his his teammates, the fans. Like he's a good person. Yeah, you, he's humble. I mean, he gets it. He you just look loves at, football. You look, you look at. Uh, we we can say all we want about Tom Brady, but if you kind of look at it, look past it. He's a good family person. Dude, he cares about his family. That's the most important thing to him. Look at Peyton Manning. Look at Eli Manning. Look at Brett Favre. Look at all these people. I think I think a, a huge example is what Chris Ballard's done with the Colts. Yeah. He looks at character as a huge part. Yeah. A culture of of guys that that can that can really change the foundation of what a franchise is. Darius Leonard. I mean, all you see about that guy is just how good of a dude he is, where he came from, the struggles he had growing up. Quentin Nelson. I mean, guys like that where. I think a lot of teams should take after that mold of what Chris Ballard's done. I mean, granted, your quarterback that was an all-pro caliber guy left for the season, so mm-hmm. kind of threw a little wrench in everything that was, you know, going down. <laughs> but I agree. Like, you have to look at these guys' backgrounds and who they are and, and what is their history. Do they have a history of, of, of not really doing the work and, and not really putting in the time to get better? Do, do they have a history of not being the greatest person or not being the greatest teammate? Like you got to look at all these things. Mm-hmm. You can't just draft off of, well, we think he's going to be the best player ever, because that doesn't always pan out. Yeah, There's no. been plenty of great talent that comes in the NFL that just doesn't do anything. Uh, yeah, it's and, I, and you have to look at the quarterback position. The quarterback's well, huge. We, 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 that's, we, that's the face of your franchise. We you have to look at character. Mm-hmm. Pat Mahomes has character. Yeah. Uh, Philip Rivers has character. He's a good like those are good dudes. They're good people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek Carr in all in reality he's a good person. I think he's a good quarterback. I think the team rallies around him. Yes, he had a terrible week this week. Yeah, but yeah. the team rallies around him. You have to have a good character person at quarterback, mm. and it's just, it just doesn't seem like that with the Rams with the uh, Eagles. And I think that's why we see Trubisky playing. Yes, we can look at Trubisky, but Trubisky in reality. Good person. He doesn't do much besides do family stuff outside. Mm. He tries to. He's not the best quarterback. He's not the best player. But you want somebody like that on your team. You want somebody in that being your quarterback. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why the Bears are sticking with him a little bit. And that's why they might stick with him next year. Yeah. Because he actually works. He actually tries to get better. He's not the best in the world, but at least he tries to attempt to improve. Yeah. And we see these quarterbacks lately. They get drafted high. They get their money. They kind of fall off the map. Yeah. I think it's a lot of players, for sure. I think one player is like Jameis Winston, character issues for him. Mm-hmm. Character issues, we see him. All the talent in the world just doesn't produce on the field. Yeah. For whatever reason, and I think it goes back to the character issues and, and who he is off the field. Yeah. And all the issues he's had struggling, you know, coming up to be a player. Yeah. And, and, and it affects him. Yeah. And right now we're seeing all these issues off the field with Jared Goff affect his play on the field. 
for mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Uh, and we'll be back in just a second to finish this up. Yeah. All right, what's up? And we're back to yeah, sorry. finish up talking about the actual game itself. Yeah, sorry for the abrupt end to that. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. We kind of, yeah. Kind of uh, this. We, we, have a time, like, we have a time limit on this an thing. An hour. And kinda, we got to, like, piece them together sometimes. Yeah. yeah. So when we go over the hour mark, so. But yeah, so, I mean, and, you know, just to kind of wrap that up, because it was kind of abrupt. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree with you. I, I think a lot of this stuff has to do with character issues. And a lot of the reason, and a lot of the, the things you see from teams that are winning from teams that are um, doing well and have, you know, Super Bowl aspirations, the the guys on their team that can lead them, you know, are their quarterbacks. Even Dak. Dak isn't the best quarterback in the world, but he's a good dude. Mm-hmm. All you hear about him is great leader. Teammates love him. They play hard for him. I mean, that's all you hear about him. You know what I'm saying? Um and that goes a long way, even with an average quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and I, like, I think a huge example was Kirk Cousins this year. We saw him struggle early in the season. And instead, and even when both his receivers called him out, which I thought was kind of like, y'all ain't got to do that, man. Like, come on. He's, go talk to him in private. Let him know no. what's up. Like, yeah, I get he's not playing great. Go talk to him in private. But they both called him out. Both of them did. Two weeks in a row. And what did Kirk Cousins do? That's my fault. I've been playing like trash. I've not been good this season. I'm not getting those guys the ball and letting them make plays because those guys are great receivers. He took all the ownership and all the blame. And what he do? He went out there and delivered and got them the ball. Mm-hmm. Two weeks in a row he did that. And I think he's played great. I mean, well, not great ever since, but he's pretty much played. He's had a really good season. Yeah. And I think a lot of that is because he took ownership and, and took leadership. And he's a good, he's a good guy. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I think that does definitely plays a big part into these team success. I really do too. Yeah, and even like when you see quarterbacks stay in the league, you're like, why are they staying in? Like, I like Marcus Mariota. He's a good person. That's why he gets those chances. Yeah, because like he gets benched, he's not gonna really put too much up. He's not gonna cause too many issues. He's like, look, I, I wasn't playing well and I got benched. And, and it is what it is. Yeah, and he'll and he can go somewhere else and maybe on like his. 20th coordinator in six years. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. But, yeah, that's but look at Tannehill too. Tannehill, good person outside of football. Yeah, he gets chances. It, yeah. it, that's where you see those people. You're like, oh, this is an amazing story. Why they why are they getting this chance? And you look in their background. They're they're legitimately a, a, a good person. And all you hear about him is a great leader. Worked their butt off. I think put that, all the hours and work harder than everybody else. Like, I think the only person that really walks that line is uh, Baker Mayfield. Almost, where like, we're, yeah, we where he has the locker room behind him. It's more his antics with the media, but if you look past that, he's he's all about like his team. Like he's about his team, he's about his family. He's, yeah. He is about football. I give him that. Uh, uh, yes, he does too many commercials. I think that's what's hindering this year. I, yeah, I think but, he's kind of got a little caught too caught up in his a little own bit self a little bit. But he's got back on track. Yes, they haven't played the best teams, but he's getting back into a rhythm mm-hmm. of being Baker Mayfield. Yeah, uh, I think Freddie Kitchens is a huge issue. I don't think I think Freddie Kitchens doesn't help at all. Yeah. But you need good character, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll get to the we'll get to the game here. Uh, <laughs> so Lamar, first quarterback in Monday Night Football history to throw five touchdowns in his debut, yeah. Monday Night Football debut. He is looking legit, and he had uh, RG three throw a. It wasn't the best pass in the world, but Miles Boykin went up and got that pass, and they like him a lot. He got drafted in the third or fourth round from Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. Pretty sure he's from Notre Dame. I'll go check that while you're talking. And he, he's went up and got it. They got 
they, the receivers are tough, physical. Like, we see Willie Sneed get hit over the middle all the time, and he's just like, oh, yeah. I, don't, I get a dagger hit, and then he just, like, walks back to the, I'm like, what are we doing? Yeah. It, uh, the, the, their team, this is a great team. Yeah, this, this Ravens team is absolutely just, it's just fun to watch, man. They're, they're the what they can do and how versatile they can be um, is just so dangerous. And I saw it was a Colin Cowherd kind of compare them to the, the Carolina Panthers of 2015, where they just dominated everybody. They were just so different. And I was like, that's not a bad comparison. Now, I think Lamar Jackson's a better QB than, than Cam, or and definitely will be anyways. But I think that's a good comparison where, look, their defense wasn't like, they ain't the Patriots, they ain't the 49ers type of defense. But this defense makes plays. Mm-hmm. This defense can stop you and, and do things that a lot of defenses can't. They got playmakers all over the field, mm-hmm. especially when you add a guy like Marcus Peters and you got Earl Thomas over the back end, you know, over top of him. To, hey, mm-hmm. go make a play, dude. I got your back. Like That was go, go do this amazing interception. He, oh, yeah. he, he, he was like, Whoop. he played the crap out of Jared Goff. Like, like, oh, this is mine. Jared Goff yeah. had a high-low. Uh, he had an out route and he had a corner route. He played him like great. Like, he had him, he thought... Jared Groff thought that he was going to take the under route, which you never want to do. You'd rather, you'd rather take the over route and then let somebody catch underneath and go tackle him. He kind of baited him into throwing that corner route, that deep corner route, and he just picked it off. Mm. It's uh, Honestly, like we can say what we want about Bill Grimmer falling, because I know we talk about this every single time on Monday Night Football. But like, Look, if they just score more points, they're going to win. But like, that's what everybody keeps joking now. But, like, he makes some good points sometimes. No, uh, I don't think he's the dumbest person ever. I don't think he I, is. I don't. Uh, uh, I think he gets a lot of hate because he's not as good as Gruden. And we had now, and Jason Witten Witt was not good last year. And so everybody's like, people just look to hate. And, look, yeah, Booger McFarland's not the greatest announcer ever. We all kind of get that. But I don't think he's as bad either as some people say. And that's uh, why people don't like Gruden as much because it's like our Monday Night Football experience is ruined now because you oh, yeah. to the one back coaching. I'm sure. Uh, um, but, I mean, look, I think what the Ravens can do to just the, – the the versatility of, of that offense. What I mean, the way they can run the football with Ingram, with Edwards, with Lamar, I mean, who's going to stop that? And on top of all that, Lamar – Every week, I mean, and we keep saying this, every week gets better as a passer. Every week, because the decision-making gets better. Every week, the ball looks better coming out of his hand. Every week, it's even more accurate than it was the last. 75% completion percentage against this defense, and this defense has been good this year. The reason the Rams have, have even won six games, in my opinion, is because this defense has played so good. Mm-hmm. And they did this to them. I mean, I mean, and they and they made the Patriots defense look stupid. That's why I'm so curious to see this matchup against the 49ers because I think the 49ers overall have a better defense. Maybe they can match up against this Ravens offense because just how explosive they are on the defensive line. Now their secondary isn't as good as the Patriots, um, and we saw the Patriots still kind of play well in that secondary against the Ravens. But what they did up front, running the football against that Patriots D. No, it was really it's, impressive. It's, it's very going. To, it's going to depend on uh, Armstead and uh, Buckner. Yeah, it's it's and some of those other guys. They they rotate in that I think have been pretty good too. Yeah. Um, and the one guy who caused the fumble, I forgot his name, but the dude who caused the fumble against uh, Arizona, like he got cut and then he got signed back to the team. Mm-hmm. Causes the fumble, wins them the game yeah. against Arizona. Uh, 
it, people like him need to step up. He's going to be rotated in a lot because Ravens are going to wear you down. Yeah. They are. Nick Bosa, he's not going to have like the flashing numbers he does. But if he can cause – if we look at the stat line and we see Fred Warner has 15 tackles, that's probably an indicator of how good uh, Nick Bosa played. Or he has like five tackles for loss. Maybe an indicator of how good Nick Bosa played or how those edge players played. Yeah, because flushing him out, and I think you're gonna have to spy Lamar yeah. in this game, and I think that's gonna be a huge thing. And I think Fred Warner is gonna be he's a so, pretty good player to do. He's fast. I mean, he's physical. Yeah, we've seen in this game where you have Corey Littleton, who's a very fast linebacker, former safety, I think. He couldn't, he couldn't guard, like he couldn't, like Lamar. I mean, was he's destroying un- him. He's almost unguardable, dude. Yeah, he's. I mean, what do you want to do? I mean, yes, as he gets older. Yeah, it'll change a little bit. He's not going to be the same. But right now, for the at least for the what the next four or five years, mm-hmm. I mean, we're going to see this type of. I mean, we're going to see this type of stuff. Yeah, uh, and also, why are you running it nine times? With, the, I don't get it. I don't. Get it. I know you were down, but being down two scores in the first half does that mean you abandon the run game? This is my problem with new coaches, with the young coaches, with Nagy. McVay has some faults in this sometimes. I think some of his faults, Doug Peterson has them. Where is your run game? Why aren't you running the football? Mm-hmm. This is why you're losing games. Yeah. It's, it's. I think that's been a huge success to the 49ers team. Yeah. Kyle Shanahan, I and mean, granted, he comes from his dad who loved to run the football with Terrell yeah. Davis and all those teams. But he runs the football like nobody else. And then you, and then outside of we the do, we've been hearing, I've been hearing this term a lot. And what do they? What did the San Francisco? What did San Francisco do against Green Bay? They broke a tendency. Instead of running the football, they did a lot of play action mm-hmm. stuff, and they used a lot of like maybe like short routes, some little corner routes, five yard routes, and that's kind of, that counts as a run game. Sometimes short, easy completions count as a run game for for a team, and that's what they did against Green Bay, who's very bad at stopping the run. Uh, <clears throat> Going back to the Rams and Baltimore, though, like this Baltimore team has untapped potential. Mm-hmm. It does. It has untapped potential. Uh, their offense seems to be on the field forever. Yeah, wears down the opponent's defense. Baltimore's defense freshed up, has great talent on that defense. Great talent. They they force three and out. They force the three and out. Baltimore goes down. Has another six minute drive. The the, def- the other team's defense is completely shot by that point. Mm-hmm. You you're starting off the game and you're in the first quarter and let me look at the the these drives real quick. The first two drives by Baltimore. Almost six minutes and then they had uh, four minutes basically, and then they had another five minute drive, but the first two possessions. For uh, the Rams, mm-hmm. three and outs. They were on the field for half of the first quarter on two drives. That's it's it's hard it's hard when a defense, especially a good defense in the Rams, you're on the field that long. We see with Chicago this year. Yeah, it's like you can't win de- you can't win games when your defense is out there constantly. No, no, I agree. I mean, it, and it makes your defense look worse than what it is because they're out there getting exhausted and getting their butts kicked and letting up certain things 
at the end of the game when they're just completely exhausted when your offense had plenty of opportunities to score, or put you in better positions, or allow you to keep the game closer and, and play the way you can play. Mm. Um, yeah, I just I'm really uh, I'm really curious to see like what where this Rams team moving forward kind of goes. I they're not a playoff team in my opinion. I I didn't think they were before the season. Uh, and I'm really curious to see in the offseason what kind of direction they do to improve this team. Do they keep Jalen Ramsey? That I mean, yeah, I that think they he's played the best. Him. I think I think he's added. And, I think he's helped them out. Uh, but, I think he's. I don't know. I just don't think you like Jalen Ramsey. Well, it also and it, I still think. Well, yeah, I, don't, I don't think Jalen Ramsey is. He's not stuff on Gilmore. No, no. I think, but, but I, I think, think he's, he's all a, about him. He's not all about the team. I mean that's fair. I, mean, uh, I, I can see some things. Where, and yeah, say, we yeah. kind of seen that after the game where it's he all had about a, he, him. He's it, the one fighting with Marcus Peters, and and Marcus Peters is that kind of guy. Anyways, he's about himself. Anyways, we all know that. Yeah, but at least yeah, you know, he he wants to win games. Yeah. He he wants to be a part of a winning culture, a winning team. That's why he was so frustrated with Kansas City. They weren't like they should have been winning more games than what they were. Yeah, for sure. That's why he that's why uh, he went to Los Angeles. That's why you know he didn't have the best statistically season last year. He played pretty good, and he was enjoying his time there. Yeah, uh, you got players like that who they're, they're about the stats, but they actually do want to win. They care about winning. Marcus Pierce is one of those guys. Jalen Ramsey, in my opinion, just a stat guy. He's a Rus- he's a Russell Westbrook, in my opinion. Okay. Uh, I think we can, even though we're comparing talent wise, uh, Marcus Pierce isn't a Giannis of the NFL, uh, Giannis onto the Cupolo, but Giannis is a stat guy. But he cares about winning, yeah. As well, like he, he he'll he'll take some bad games if it means winning. Mm-hmm. I think Marcus Pierce is that type of guy too. Yeah. Uh, and it's just it's we go back to the what we started when we talk about this game the character. Yeah. You have good character guys, probably gonna win a lot of games. Yeah. I mean, and would you say Lamar Jackson front runner MVP? Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. I I think. I think after I mean, that interception by Russell Wilson at San Francisco, because what's he on pace to pass for, like yard wise? Like three thousand, three not three thousand, uh, thirty five hundred, thirty five hundred. So three thousand, thirty five hundred, and if he rushed for like thirteen hundred, <laughs> yeah, like, that's no. stupid. That that that's the, that's stuff on Madden where you create your guy like a ninety nine speed and and you put him in, and you do and you do your little. Uh, Whatever it's called, the little franchise, my player guy or whatever. Oh, face of the franchise. Face of the franchise thing, whatever it's called. Yeah, you do that, and um, mm-hmm. yeah, he has two. He has twenty four hundred uh, passing yards. Oh, so the season. Mm-hmm. Twenty four t- touchdowns. And how many rushing yards? Ninety or not ninety nine hundred. Uh, it would help if they put his rushing yards on her. Uh, I, it doesn't say. I think he's got like. This is annoying. Almost a thousand yards rushing already because he had. Close to 100 yards last night. Um, yeah, he's around uh, the 800 yard in my opinion, or not in my opinion, but I he's think. around the thousand yards. Yeah, he's 876 yards rushing. I thought he had more than that. No, I just 876. Well, I, they do a lot of stuff with Mark Ingram and Gus Edwards, and I like the way they built. They built it for Lamar. That's, that's, yeah, they. Uh, that's what, that, and I, that is, that's a good point. I, I think a lot of teams. And a lot of coaches try to fit guys within what they like to do versus saying, hey, this is what I like to do, but this is the players I have. So let me rework and kind of 
work around what we have. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. let me let me build my offense with the things I like to do, but around this player. Yeah, I think that's and I a think problem. that's why they're so successful. There's a problem with the uh, go back to Chicago, but Chicago has a lot of issues that are very fixable. They force their quarterback to do what he's not good at, mm-hmm. and that's why they're losing games. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So uh, ended on the Chicago note, but <laughs> I'll end on the Baltimore note here. Lamar Jackson MVP ever since Russell Wilson threw that interception that overtime against San Francisco. In my opinion. Okay. I think that's when the narrative shifts yeah. because we're like, what are you doing? Because Russell has those mistakes sometimes. He's just like, like he plays. Yeah, he does make mistakes. I mean, he's not like. I mean, he's not perfect. Like he but, definitely makes mistakes. But I, he has. He like he plays like Aaron Rodgers for ninety nine percent of the time. But sometimes he'll make those mistakes, and you're just like, what are you doing there? Yeah. And I don't think Lamar's had a terrible mistake this year. No. I, really, I really don't think he has. Now that could change here in the next coming weeks, and he yeah, just we'll like. See. Yeah. But his only bad game was the Cleveland game. Mm-hmm. And they have a rematch there, week sixteen. They could end Cleveland's season. Because Cleveland might be on a playoff push. They play week 16. They might be 8-6. and six. Mm-hmm. Looking for a playoff push, looking to win two more games. If they can't, if they end the Cleveland season, uh, I think Baltimore, I think we're looking at Baltimore in the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I think we are. So, yeah, I think it wraps up. All right, well, we appreciate you guys listening to this week 12 recap. You know, also going over some news and whatnot. Uh, why? Where can they find you? Uh, underscore Sparky underscore four. And you can find me at Varsity Ginger fifty five, and that's on Instagram and Twitter. Um, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate it. You know, like, subscribe, comment, um, give us feedback. You know, we appreciate that too. And uh, yeah, y'all, we, we you know hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving. We'll be back tomorrow with our prediction show. Yeah, trying to get these out a little bit earlier, just for the simple fact. We got some early games going on Thanksgiving, so you guys have at least a little bit of time to listen to them mm-hmm. um, before those games start. And obviously, you got the rest of the games coming on Sunday. Yeah. Um, um, but the, the first game in the back game of the Thanksgiving, the Chicago, Detroit, New Orleans, and Atlanta might not be like the most flashy games, but they'll be good games. Yeah, be I, would, I would advise probably watching those games. I mean, yeah, that's football. and then the it's Buffalo on Thanksgiving, Buffalo so. Dallas. That's gonna be a good. That'd be a good. Game. Be, it's gonna be a good hard defensive struggle. I'll be looking forward to that one. Yeah, uh, but yeah, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, until next time, y'all. Peace. Happy Thanksgiving.